El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, current events, and whatever else people are talking about these days. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, fucking information, topics, things like that, whatever we want to talk about. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host, but I think Jeff will be back next week. We'll see. In the meantime, I do got a couple of guests. Case in point, Ethan Lawrence is here all the way from the UK, from the UK. The grand return from a few weeks ago. Yeah, from just a few weeks ago when we did a very similar episode. But hey, I'm trying to record a bunch in advance. So we're banking them, baby. We are banking them. We sure are, because I could use a week off. Hey, also joining us, Samantha Jane is here. Hi. Samantha, how's it going? It's going good, surprisingly. Although it's raining in LA, people are freaking out. Yeah, it's very dark and dreary here today, and I don't like it. It's, it's almost like a season. Oh, yeah, it is nighttime where you are. But it's always yeah. dark and dreary where you are, right? Uh, you, you know, it, it hasn't rained today, but so apparently England's got better weather than Los Angeles today. How about that? Put it in the news. <laughs> There's your international news. For the first time in 500 years. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised the way things are going. <laughs> yeah, we are doing another international news roundup last week's was kind of an international news roundup it was just a huge huge bummer but this week things are looking right the fuck up like this first story about how police have arrested a man over the death of a hockey player that happened during a uk hockey match ethan i didn't know you had hockey over there i'm sorry uh i didn't know we had hockey over (laughs) (laughs) the first i heard about us having hockey was a man died that's (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised of all the sports that hockey was a thing. I mean... Well, I mean, they've got cold and wet. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, that's true. Cold, wet, and knives. I I was surprised they have hockey in Florida. Like, why? Yeah, that's silly. But... Yeah. I mean, I just... I don't know why we have hockey in general. I mean, hockey's fun to watch in person, not when shit like this happens, but... I think we just got to give something to Canada. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, we probably signed a treaty that required us to recognize hockey at some point. Yeah, if they didn't have hockey, what else? They'd, then they've just got, like, Alanis Morissette. Bieber. Okay, well, to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> Bieber. But this is a wild story. A professional hockey player. Uh, Brits call it disc ball, by the way, I believe. <laughs> Can confirm. <laughs> He was killed after colliding with an opposing player during a match earlier this month. His name's Adam Johnson, 29. He was a former NHL player. He's from Minnesota. So he's an American. And he was playing in the UK. Collided with a player named Matt Petgrave. And Matt Petgrave's blade sliced Adam Johnson's neck. And this was all caught on video. I'm sure you can find the full video out there. I watched a version of it where it stops right as the blade is right by his neck. So you don't actually see him get cut or any of the aftermath. And uh, it looks pretty bad. Well, I mean, maybe this is because the UK just has like soccer most of the time. Sorry, football most of the time. Sure, Because it was wild that it just seems like such a, a, a crazy accident until you see his foot came up where it's like, was he going to kick him? Yeah. And forgot he had like blades strapped to his feet. Yeah. I don't know. It definitely, when you see the video does look like he takes a little kick at him, but that could also be like a instinctive reaction to being airborne all of a sudden. Like he's just in the air and then like starts kicking his legs and cuts this guy's throat. Well, it could just be reactive because he's holding a stick too. He couldn't like put his arm out, but yeah, I don't know. You got to remember you got literal weapons tied to your feet. 
I mean, I know from from personal experience that whenever I'm launched into the air, my my first instinct is to flail, <laughs> especially 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 if I'm holding a wooden rod. <laughs> you You'll think- be surprised how often that happens. Is that a regular UK occurrence? Is that- <laughs> I don't know about UK occurrence, but for me, it's at least bi-weekly. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being fired out of cannons all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird look in the video, and that's got to be who they arrested, right? Because they keep. There's all these articles about the police arresting someone for manslaughter in this, and they don't identify who it is, but it's like, it's got to be the guy, right? Well, the thing that felt the weirdest to me was the one article with pictures that seemed to be the guy who, although they didn't clarify, but I'm like, oh, it looks like maybe the one they arrested was the brownest possible hockey player I could imagine. Yeah, that was, that was, I mean, there's. I, when I say there's there's more black hockey players these days, I mean there's still like fifteen, twenty, I think. But and in the UK, that number drastic goes down. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. way, way down. But I just wonder if they would have been so eager to arrest if it was two Snow White men. Yeah, I don't know. You gotta assume this was just an accident. I mean, it's an American lens to put on it, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, you can't, yeah, to. I mean, it's it feels like you. you I, I'm, this is going to sound wrong, right? But when you play ice hockey, right, you put your life into your own hands to a certain extent, right? Mm-hmm. You know that you've got knives on your feet. You know that everything's slippery. Like, I feel like, I I don't think it was malicious. I'm going on record as saying that. Oh, I think any sport, you know, like if this happened in, in, a, in an American football game, I don't think they'd be arresting the guy who made the tackle. American you know? footballers should wear knives on their armor. That would improve things. Honestly, go America. That would really kind of suit the vibe. (laughs) Yeah, there was an incident kind of similar to this in the NHL not long ago, which is professional hockey in the U.S., real hockey. There's a player named Evander Kane, and he, instead of his throat, he was on the ground or, like, on the ice. He had fallen when this whole, like, ruckus broke out above him and another skater's blade slashed his wrist and uh, he got up and was rightfully freaked the fuck out but he was he survived he didn't die but just like imagine I can't wait to hear him like explain that scar for the rest of his life yeah, exactly. <laughs> no i swear it was a freak hockey accident i'm fine oh and i just noticed the guy who was skating in that case his name was pat maroon you know like blood like all the blood that came out of Evander Kane's wrist when that happened. Like Maroon 5. Just like... He will be loved. (laughs) There will be blood. (laughs) There will be blood. Imagine if that's what that song was called. Just sounds exactly like it sounds now. It's just him singing about murdering people. That'd be so cool. There will be blood. I would love that. That would be such a marine. He doesn't mind spending every day standing out in the corner in the pouring rain, waiting for his victim. Yeah, waiting to murder him. Honestly, that song just got better, like so much better. I need that version of the song, please. So that version of Maroon 5, we're attaching knives to American football players. I think already I feel like we've fixed a lot of problems. Yes, it's Maroon Knives and (laughs) this single. Some fan can do this, please. I wonder if this incident will lead to any safety changes in the sport, because there apparently are neck guards that you can wear to prevent this kind of thing. But hockey, very famously for a long time, even resisted the idea of wearing helmets. Well, it said in this that one of them called for everyone to wear neck guards, and then they're like, well, we won't demand it, but we'll highly recommend it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, It's it, uh, so the Ice Hockey UK and English Ice Hockey Association said that net guards will become mandatory but this league that they're in isn't part of that body so even if they I make mean, it mandatory they're under no obligation to do so although they've said just, that they will and i quote strongly encourage it <laughs> i imagine in the uk there's just like an epic amount of old like knights armor laying around because that's how i see your country um so sure. why don't they all just start wearing chainmail? those neck pieces like old-fashioned knives. Uh, I, would been, knives. I would have been wearing my armor for uh, for this record, but unfortunately, it's in the wash. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a car wash. Yeah, I'm like it's going to get rusty, but I don't, I don't know. It would be worth it to go through a car wash in full plate armor, <laughs> which is what I'm doing tomorrow. 
Yeah, that it would be fun to like. They should do car wash tours where you go through them like in those big ass bubble boy bubbles where nothing can hurt you. Like, uh, like a Pope car. Sh- yeah, yeah, Pope mobile. Yeah, if I could, but see, that's too much like a car. I want to wear like a protective suit where I can just see everything and just get fucked up by the car wash. But not get washed. No actual washing. No, of course not. It's probably very hot. I don't want Well, that. the hot wax, I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> yeah. But the undercarriage treatment. <laughs> All right. Get a real clean grundle after that one, I tell you. Did you name your taint like it's a old-fashioned, um, what's the, my brain's like, it's a lion, but it flies and it has fire. <laughs> what? A dragon, that's it. The dragon. <laughs> it's like a lion, but flies. You know, that's we're having coffee still. It's fine. <laughs> and that's how King Prince Charles was knighted. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if there should be charges in this case, but I, I do know I'm glad I wasn't watching this live when it happened. Because I watch a lot of sports, so I've seen some pretty gnarly injuries in my day. Oh, happened. you know that that blood on that white ice was Ooh. dramatic. Popped. You know it popped. Oof. Mm. And yeah, like I was watching the game last year, uh, the Buffalo Bills game where DeMar Hamlin like died for a second. I mean, not for a second. It was for quite a while. And I remember even in the moment when that happened, I was like, shit, it looks like he died. Because he just like took a hit that wasn't that bad and then stood up from it and then just fell flat on his back. I was like, oh, you don't see that that often in sports. And uh, I'm glad I didn't see him die because uh, like, like that could have gone that way where I could have just like watched a dude die on TV. I think it's a lot safer overall to just not even like sports so you're never in that situation. I think so. I think you don't even like sports. Yeah, I, I've never seen it. I've never seen a bad sports injury, mostly because I do not watch sports. <laughs> I'll send you a playlist. There's... Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, there's quite like Joe Theismann. That's that's a classic. Uh, the Dak Prescott ankle injury from a few years ago. Oof, majestic. Well, it looks like I've got a fun evening ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next story. There's a lot of UK stuff on this list. A lot of stuff Ethan has to answer for. There's a lot going on. Like, uh, let's talk about Welsh water. Am I I'm assuming right. This is just like a like a water utility company. In the in the area, yeah, one of one of one of the sort of few big ones that uh, eventually encompass the whole of the UK, but uh, because we're sort of split into four different countries, Wales has its own one, right? And a recent BBC investigation found that the company has been illegally discharging untreated wastewater at dozens of sewage plants, often for years at a time, just like pumping untreated sewage into the water. And what really sucks is there are bottlenose dolphins in two areas in Wales and Scotland, and they are getting shit dumped on them in one of those areas because one of the estuaries that this sewage plant drains to is one of the places where those dolphins are. I mean, this is why there's no more whales in Wales. This is exactly what happened. (laughs) I remember that documentary. What ha- who killed the whales and whales? Heavy shit. Mm-hmm. It was just a <laughs> tube full of liquid human shit being fired into the sea. Yeah, it sounds like the Welsh, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Those bloody sheep shaggers with their shit pipes. That's some internal United Kingdom racism for you there. <laughs> But it's white on white racism, so it's kind of fine. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's in just many like ways, it's not even racism. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the actual definition of racism, like you can't be racist towards a white person. Look it up. Xenophobic, then. So yeah. nice into UK xenophobia. I mean, I'm from Florida, which is basically the Wales of America, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's maybe not giving Wales the credit it deserves. I think okay. Wales is cold <laughs> and wet and bleak, and the only way to warm up is to have relations with your with your herd of sheep. I don't know. I didn't. I've not heard that about Florida. Well, if it was a herd of alligators, you're practically in Florida. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah there we go. Makes perfect sense now. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can get warm in Wales if you can just find that raw sewage stream in the water. Where I'll, just look for the dolphins. 
Mm-hmm. Well, this is why I was I was glad you brought this up because this is this is a you know time for my soapbox here. It's not just in Wales. Like we have a very very serious problem here in the UK where privatized water companies have been basically doing this for you know it's been revealed through multiple different uh, sort of FOI requests and everything like that. They've been at this for decades. Yeah, like just pumping untreated waste into our waterways. There's beaches now that like you it's, it's dangerous to go in the water because there's there's so much shit in there. I would like love to look down on you, except we had the same problem in California, like this summer, <laughs> where there were beaches that had what was it bad bacterial numbers, or there were beaches you couldn't go in. And I yeah. just I don't know, I don't want to be conspiracy like, but I don't trust American corporations to be more ethical. What? But American corporations have been so good to Americans so far. That's why we give them all our money that used to go to pensions and things of the like. Yes. Here's a fun value amount that I put that I found just for just for a bit of fun. Okay. Uh, so instead of uh, spending money on uh, making sure the overflows are working and not spraying, as I said, I cannot stress this enough: liquid human shit <laughs> into the waters of both inter and outer Britain. Chief executives, on average, at water companies were awarded with 16.5 million pounds last year and paid out £965 million to shareholders and dividends. Oh, cool, cool, cool. So this is privatized water. Oh, yeah. We don't have any other kind of water. So it's like, what are you guys, trying to be America now? Yeah, well, we don't even have that yet. We don't have privatized water yet. Sure, we're working on it. But Give it We time. do sell a lot of our um, water wells and things to bottling companies when it should be public. Yeah, I do pay for water to be delivered to my place, but I don't like bathe in it. I still use regular water for that. But I, yeah, I, I generally don't fuck with tap water unless I'm at a restaurant and I have to, but. I mean, I have a Brita for LA, but I just found out that's probably bullshit because it's not, that's an article you can look up later that like people are suing Brita because it seemed like it was getting rid of way more chemicals than it is. Oh, really? It's mostly a flavor thing, but it's not getting rid of almost anything that's harmful. Shit. I used one of those for years and years and years and years. Yeah, I still got it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I didn't realize how common this is in that I don't know if it's this way in the United States, but in the UK, you have this sewage building up and then there are like overflow limits. And if you hit those overflow limits, you can just dump untreated raw sewage into the fucking ocean or nearby streams. But what Welsh water was doing was just dumping untreated sewage directly into the ocean, even before they'd hit those overflow limits. And if you do that, you're supposed to treat that sewage, which I don't know what that means, but I would rather they do it than not do it before tossing it at the dolphins. I think it's just a couple of burly Welsh lads just physically pulling the shit out of the water before they uh, before they send it away. Like Snowpiercer, just kids. Oh, look here, he's absolutely coated in it, you are. <laughs> That's Welsh, by the way. It's a Welsh accent. Oh, I thought you had something stuck in your throat. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah it's, it's worth make, making sure because I am <laughs> terrible at accents. Yeah. Didn't it say on one of those articles that one, that one company dumped it 200 days of the year which is one more than half yep one was (laughs) dumping sewage into the ocean for like six months straight where are they getting all this shit are people in the uk shitting that much have you heard about uk food (laughs) we are a very fibrous people (laughs) they eat beans for breakfast beans yeah it sounds like you just need like a stop shitting campaign like just scale it back like one oh, or two that, a week. That's a lot. All the roughage we're taking down, all the hard biscuits and beans. <laughs> yeah, they're not LA. You know, they're not going on fasts all the time, like as if it's not anorexia. I yeah. saw my first avocado last week. What? Is that true? Dad. No, no, it's not. <laughs> that would have been very funny. I was like, how did it look like? <laughs> it looked like a triffid's bollock. I was very frightened. I'm not a big fan of avocados. I know I could get run out of California for having that opinion, but taste-wise and environmentally. One thing, it's one of the few things Florida's got going for it, the, the Florida avocado, the big ones. Oh, I like yeah. them better. Mm. Better than the Haas. I'm going to say it right now. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, take that, Haas. Trying to get this show canceled, huh? Can I add just one thing that I think you might be interested in, Adam, potentially? Yes. 
Do you know the song Teenage Kicks by The Undertones? I don't think so, unless, like, if I listen to it, I might. It's sort of like early sort of, uh, sort of proto-punk uh, from Northern Ireland. I brought it up because I thought there was a chance you might know the song, and therefore you might be interested to know that basically the guy who's taking the government to task over all of this water business is the former lead singer of The Undertones. Oh, uh, wow. A fellow who, who uh, goes by the name, and this is his actual name, so brace for this, Fergal Sharkey. <laughs> Was that his birth name? That is his <laughs> birth name. That's the Northern Irish for you. Fergal Sharkey. Does it sound oh, yeah. better with the accent? <laughs> F-E-A-R-G-A-L. I have never seen that name in my entire life, but it makes sense Fergal. with a last name like that, that he's so interested in the water. Is he like part shark? Uh, yeah, actually. Uh, he was, he was on a, one of the UK panel shows and it was all they could do to stop his fin from coming out the back of the jacket. <laughs> I bet he never hears jokes like that. Oh, man. I think people mainly ask him to sing the old song. Yeah, I was just going to say, now I got to hear the song. Uh, it's, it's, it's worth checking out. If you like sort of uh, British proto-punk from sort of like the mid to late 70s, worth a look. And also I mean, he's an actual he's an actual hero looking after our waters when no one else will. Yeah, you kind of got to love a punk guy going after the government still in a different way. <laughs> yeah, and I I did not I legitimately did not know the UK was having issues like this with water. Oh, it's one of many, mate, one of many. Honestly, I mean, the tap water say, that I get in my house, it's so filled with lime scale, like at this point my my throat is stained gray. Oof. So you do still drink tap water? Oh, yeah, of course. It's <laughs> it's proper Essex hard water. It's so good for you. <laughs> I mean, I kind of liked about this this general roundup today between this with the UK's pollution and then France's problems with, uh, you know, violence we'll get into. Yeah. And even South Africa, I was like, ah, you know, every country's kind of fucked. It makes me feel better about ours. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Like, wow, okay, so everyone's just as fucked. Got it. <laughs> that's the beauty of an international news roundup. <laughs> yeah, it made me feel better. <laughs> A little shodden news for me. All right, let's talk about this next story. This I found as surprising as the UK having water problems because this also feels like a uniquely American problem. But now that I hear myself say it, no, the fuck it's not. Uh, Street (laughs) gangs are a problem all over the goddamn world. But you don't normally associate them with France. France has a huge street gang violence problem right now. And the story also somehow involves shark attacks. But we'll get to that. But yeah, you just, you don't hear this about France because for one thing, since when do the French fight at all? But apparently they're fighting each other in drug gang war kind of ways, especially in the city of Marseille, which you should have to change your name if you're, if you're going to be doing that much shooting. That's just too fancy of a name for problems like this, I think. Well, part of the, part of the thing is, is that it's, it's very much in the south of France on sort of like the Mediterranean stretch. And the thing about the Mediterranean stretch is that that basically encompasses all of Italy, which is where the mafia are. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of shooting there. That makes sense. Because, yeah, I, I was like, why are there, how are there all these guns? It's, it's, it's the Mediterranean, mate. Every, everyone's got olive skin, hairy torsos, and an AK-47. <laughs> it's, it's I mean, nightmare down there. I will say, I've heard specifically that France has huge anti-Semitism problems. Italy does too, <laughs> except they've gotten rid of most of the Jews. So uh, <laughs> not as many to, to hunt now, but there's been lots of attacks there. So I've heard about violence in that way, but I guess it's just spilling over to, it's everyone's problem now. Yeah. Yeah. France has all of those issues. Like there's, there's going to be a quote in this later that I think really kind of encompasses what France is like as a country. Like France, like they do things for their citizens, but also like once you're a French citizen, you're, you're French. Like there's no, like you don't, you don't really get to embrace that other part of you. If you're from another country or culture or religion, like France doesn't love that kind of shit. Well, famously being French is the best thing you can be. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, I know people like that too. I know who aren't even French. We don't want the melting pot. We like our cheese solid. If you want to melt it, go to Scandinavia. <laughs> Have some fun to get out. The only melting we want is our disgusting cheese. <laughs> so yeah, the city of Marseille, they've had 45 drug-related murders this year alone, which that's a lot. That's a lot. 
especially if it's just drug related. I'd like to see what how Los Angeles is doing comparatively. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But like, we're good at this. Like we've been doing this a long time. Like, of course we're putting the numbers up. Well, what was interesting to me is when they talk about how they think part of the problem was creating these Lositi, like these separate places for the poor to live. I was like, oh, projects. They discovered projects. Oh yeah. Does that lead to problems? I've never known... I've, I've never known corralling one marginalized group into one area to cause any sort of issues at all. Yeah, I, I don't know how anyone could have possibly saw, seen this coming because, I mean, you know, forcefully segregating people always works. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, not dealing with their infrastructure and needs. <laughs> and then That's especially using political power to ensure that they are actually completely separated, not just geographically, but also in terms of facilities, amenities, everything like that. Honestly, yeah. I don't know how anyone could have seen this going wrong. I, it's, it's a real shock to me, at least. I mean, clearly, the middle class has always been a problem. So let's just ha- keep the rich and the poor separate. <laughs> so among the people killed, three were innocent civilians who were hit in crossfire or by stray bullets. And there's there's a lot of twist to this story. And it involves that in part because there is a lawsuit that has been filed, a class action lawsuit or that's in the works that is hoping to sue the state for human rights violations related to the situation in Marseille. The argument is that France has neglected neighborhoods like the one in Marseille where these crimes are happening, and in doing so have failed to provide basic necessities of life spelled out in French law. And again, no, that never happens. I mean, the only difference that I saw to America is like, Oh, wow. Their laws do say you're in a, you have a right to live in a nice place. That sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> but even this feels like a loophole somehow. Like, you know, it's not, it's not actually the letter of the law. Like, actually, well, I think you'll find, if you look at it from this perspective, actually, potentially illegal. <laughs> yeah. And so the idea for this suit is apparently based on a previous lawsuit where the same suggestion was made that the state is violating human rights. Except in that case, it was because they failed to properly protect citizens from shark attacks, which I also didn't know there were a bunch of those in France, I guess. Welcome to the Mediterranean. (laughs) We've got anti-Semitism and sharks. I mean, gotta say, I didn't expect the government to be responsible for dealing with the sharks. (laughs) I mean, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to deal with sharks. I'll say that just off the top. Like, so they are the Jets. <laughs> exactly. I tell you, I've, is I've that been, how they got that? On a similar pun like that for <laughs> ever since. Ever since I saw this article, I was like, "How can I cram West Side Story into this?" So I'm so pleased you got there, and I bow. Thank you, thank you. I'm like, oh, actually, maybe that's the inception of West Side Story. The government has real jets <laughs> that they need to take out over the water to shoot down the sharks. Yes, or fly them into the sharks. Yes, famous enemies. Yeah, the, in this lawsuit, the four violations they cite are the right to security, the right to life, the right to equality, and discrimination. And this has already been tried once, and they did not get it to court. And that's where a very insane quote comes in. To bring back equality and to stop discrimination, that would be a drastic change in French society as a whole. So we decided to limit the demands on right to security and right to have a normal life. Absolutely incredible quote. That is Matthew Crozet, one of the lawyers working on the case. France is so progressive. Oh, my God. They're so I progressive. Matthew has a point. <laughs> yeah, they're like, stop discrimination. Oh, no, 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 no. It just feels That's so American. <laughs> Uh, if you want a normal life, there's going to be discrimination. So you got to pick a lane, buddy. Yeah. I think you'll find there is nowhere on any part of the French Constitution where we talk about equality. <laughs> that is a nonsense word to us. Uh. It was a bad eclairs, and there was a smudge in the right. <laughs> now, Everyone has me, a right to, to eclairs. I could go for an eclair. I'd take that. I'd sign that constitution. Yeah. It's in your constitutional right. Right to life, right to security, right to eclair. That's the... Uh, this is what was the country was built upon. 
Have either of you ever been to France? Ethan, you've probably been to France, right? That's like I have been to France, yes. That's like me or Samantha going to like Nevada, right? This, if my understanding of geography is correct. We've got to go across a bit of water, but outside of that, basically, yeah. But you got a channel. Yes, the channel tunnel. The channel. The channel. channel. Uh, I remember once, actually, when I was a kid, because what, what used to happen happens less now on account of, oh, bloody Brexit. What used to happen quite often is that my uncle, who is uh, quite a big drinker, used to get his, uh, get his big car, go into the Channel Tunnel and end up in Calais. And in Calais, they do duty-free booze. Mm. So he'd load up the car. And I'm talking like load up, seats down, like you know, proper <laughs> get everything in there, back in the car and back home. And that basically, that, that's basically the Christmas season sorted. Wow. And they got that good absinthe still. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Calais, you can stop and check out the refugee camp if it hasn't been burnt down to the ground again. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's on the brochure. Refugee compare. It sounds better in French. Come to Calais, get duty free spirits, and look at the brown people. Oh, the refugees, they can get all of the wine they want. No, they can't. They're probably not. It's duty free. Unlike So, all right, next story. Politics in Zimbabwe seem like they might be pretty crazy. Ethan, you ever been to Zimbabwe? Yeah, actually, funny enough, my uncle is quite a big drinker. What we used to do is we used to <laughs> go, go through the Channel Tunnel, go through France, down Spain, hop across to North Africa, then go through the entirety of the sub-Saharan continent to end sure. up in Zimbabwe because uh, they do the best, uh, I don't know, I, I, I thought I'd come up with something by the time I got to the end of that. <laughs> But, probably uh, probably not duty free booze in Zimbabwe. No, I mean I was I was trying to think what's 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 Zimbabwe's biggest export, and I was like, that's that's too much for this bit. Like, <laughs> I, I, I've not done enough research. Yeah, that's probably going to get grim anyway because it's probably like political violence. Refugees, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the political situation there. Uh, here's how intense it is. There is a opposition politician named Job Wiwa Sakala. Wiwa is a nickname. He's an opposition figure in the country. He has spent the last 17 months in a maximum security prison, which that's a long time. It's the longest stretch of time of any opposition figure in the country in almost four decades that they've been incarcerated. But worse than that, this is his 65th arrest since entering politics in 1999. I feel like I've never been passionate about anything after hearing about this because that is passion. This is like when I saw the guy break out his own coffee pot at the airport once. It's like, man, I've never loved anything the way that guy loves coffee. And same thing here. You get arrested 65 times and you're like, fuck them, coming back. I'll tell you what that demonstrates, though. You said it's been since, when was it? Since 1999, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that shows, I think, that um, definitely democracy is very much in action. Uh, in Zimbabwe. It seems uh, that seems absolutely fair and not at all suspicious. Well, the thing that's different about this one, right, is that it seems to be a regular practice that whoever's in power will just have people arrested as an intimidation tactic. But this guy, um, well, I guess, got used to never being convicted because they were always trumped up arrests. But this time he's being held without trial. Yes. So he still hasn't been convicted of anything. They're literally just putting him in prison without giving him a trial. And that feels like a step up, down, backwards. It's a step. Genuinely shocking that it took them 24 years to work that little trick out. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that he was arrested so many times and was never charged. Like, there's two ways to look at that. On the one hand, oh my God, that is corrupt and heinous. But also, seems like the laws are holding up so far in that country. I mean, I bet. I don't know if he could have walked into those like a, you know, like one of the like, hey, OEC got arrested for protesting, but they know it's just like part of the show. Yeah. But this one feels like actual dictatorship shit. And like even that idea reminds me of a thing I heard said about Trump on a TV show called The Good Fight, which was a very political TV show and uh, really good. Very, very good. I highly recommend it. But uh, they were talking about Trump's claims about the stolen election and all the lawsuits. And they're like, hey, of the 63 lawsuits they filed about the election, 
They lost 62 of them. That means the rails are keeping in place. And it's like, is that what that means? That our institutions are just working flawlessly? Or is it something worse? Like, I I don't know if I take much comfort in the fact that all those lawsuits failed. Well, did they all failed or did some of them get settled out of court for undisclosed amounts of money and are now considered to have not gone through the court system? No, they they were referring to the election lawsuits, not like the other Trump lawsuits. Okay. I honestly, I stopped. I can't pay attention to that, man. Yeah. I can't. I can't read about him. I can't handle it. It's cool that a former president of yours has different categories of lawsuits he's under investigation for. Oh, so many. So, so that's, many. Uh, that's that's yeah, Those are the most presidential. <laughs> yeah. Our leading presidential candidate. Well, unless it's a three-way race, in which case RFK Jr.'s leading. We talked about that recently. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Especially among young people. Like, he's slaying. What a time to bring back a Kennedy. Yeah. He is fucking <laughs> slaying among young people. Voters. You know what we should really bring back, though? Assassinations. What happened to those? Uh-oh. Is someone going to make the joke for a third time? Because we, we told that story on two different episodes, and both times someone goes, where's Sirhan Sirhan Jr.? And then... I don't know that reference. I'm too dumb for that joke. And then someone followed that up with, no, it would be Sirhan Sirhan Sirhan. It killed on the other two episodes. Do you want that to sounds like, like he killed, too. <laughs> Sirhan Sirhan, no, he probably did not, but he is in prison for the assassination of Bobby Kennedy. Oh, he took out Bobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one is even weirder than the JFK assassination. Like, every witness has Bobby Kennedy being shot by someone who is standing like four feet in front of him, and the bullet that killed him went in behind his right ear at point-blank range. Sirhan Sirhan was never at point-blank range. Who fired that bullet? Crazy. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It was me. <laughs> Damn it, Ethan. Ethan. Yeah, sorry. Oh. I was on one of my time travel holidays. <laughs> the British and their holidays. I know. We don't take vacations in America to keep the world safe. <laughs> we take vacations. We just don't take these bank holidays. Whatever that is. It's a day when the banks are shut. <laughs> Makes no sense. Right. So it, it was back in the olden days. It was because when the banks were shut, you could literally do no business. Because uh, like there was there was no other way of doing it, so it's just sort of it's just a hangover from oldie times. We're a very very old and senile country. Our banks never shut down. Sorry, I guess we're just wow. they're run by robots now. It's yeah, fine. yeah, they fly. We Our all go fly. to AITMs. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, we used to. We honestly, I, I, I hate to be old, old old man yells at cloud about this, but honestly, on my on my high street in the town where I live, we used to have we used to have so many banks, and they're all gone swallowed by the internet revolution wow that's pretty cool Yeah, i'm sure you know combining all of the small businesses into one large corporation isn't going to be bad for anyone no that's I usually can't pretty good. happening yeah it's, it's gone great in america <laughs> yeah it's been it's been pretty good in an effort to try and save myself from earlier i've looked up zimbabwe's biggest exports and it turns out whatever i could have gone for would have made my uncle sound incredibly bougie <laughs> Because uh, in like order, coffee and cocaine. <laughs> what she was coffee. It's tobacco, diamonds, platinum, ferrochrome, and gold. Damn, okay. ferrochrome. Yeah, ferrochrome. Is that what you harvest adrenochrome with? Yeah, go off Zimbabwe. Yeah, that's crazy. Ferrochrome. I love be- her. She's a great dancer. <laughs> <laughs> but the, this does re- kind of remind me of that point that they made about Trump and how oh the guardrails are keeping it in place. And it's like, yeah, until the next time it happens. And like in this case, they're just like, fuck it. We'll just lock you up for 17 months without explaining it to anyone. Like eventually it just like if you don't do anything about them constantly pushing this line, it's just going to get further each time to the point where this guy will probably be insurrectioned, if you know what I mean. The whole problem with the American legal system, which I'm sure Trump has figured out, is that if you can pay a fine, Instead of serving time, it means that that law does not apply to you if you're rich. Yes. So how many fines have been, like, how many times would he have gone to jail if he couldn't pay? It's legalized bribery in our system. Like, I dated a guy once who had money and it was like alternate side parking, like street sweeping. And I remember being like, you got to move your car. You know, I'm terrified of getting a parking ticket in LA to the rampant. He's like, I don't care. I'll pay it. And it was just like mind blowing to me. And I'm like, oh, this law doesn't apply to you because you don't care about the fine. 
Oh, that's a thing I bring up all the time. Stuff like that should be on a sliding scale. Like It just shouldn't be. If you really want people to pay attention to this rule, same consequence, everybody. Uh, same consequence, everybody, or for that guy who's like, oh, I'll just pay it. Well, it should be like $5,000 then. It should be like ten grand. Like, it should hurt. Like, it should hurt based on your income right. for everyone, or it should not hurt based on your income for everyone. I mean, that's going to be too hard to prove with the amount of rich people that have so many great ways of hiding their income so they don't have to pay taxes on it or put it in another thing, you know? True. Yeah. I, I think... Just time, time, do your time. We all have the same amount of time. It's the one equality. Yeah. We should all be going to jail more. <laughs> <laughs> I bet jails will get better. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That's, that's the fix the American justice system needs. More rich people in like common ass county jails. Like rich people doing 30 day bids in LA County. Oh. Have them be like, what's with this food? Like- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's all that's going to work at this point. So, yeah, this guy, he just keeps getting arrested. It's crazy. I'm sure it'll come to that in this country eventually. I did look up because uh, I, I was pretty sure this was the case, but I had I had forgotten. I just wanted to uh, dot my eyes and cross my T's. Zimbabwe was the was where Robert Mugabe was in charge Yes, uh, for a long time before he got cooed the shit out of. And this guy, I think, was jailed by Mugabe at one point, too. Mugabe's been, been floating around everybody. since like he was he was all through the two thousands. I remember like he was he, he was always there. So yeah, I guess so. He's yeah, he's he's been Mugabe. Yeah. And there was someone after Mugabe, and now there's this guy. And they're all doing exactly <laughs> the same shit. Just every time this guy talks, they're like, Oh, shut up. Someone arrest this guy. And they're like, fuck, you're doing it? Wow. They really did that. I was hoping for another French accent, to be honest with you. <laughs> from from me Look, this guy we need him out of zimbabwe <laughs> we will not give him a trial no no so let's talk about this next story this is the thing we've talked about in the u.s already but now it has spread to the uk mcdonald's is getting sued for not really addressing the litany of sexual harassment and sexual abuse and bullying claims that are coming out of all of their restaurants. A few years back, McDonald's was, I think, the first major U.S. corporation to have any sort of Me Too action taken against it. We did an episode. Me Too? Yeah. Well, we did an episode called Mick Too at the time because it was about McDonald's. There were employees in like 12 states who walked out during the lunch rush to protest the rampant and pervasive claims of sexual harassment and assault within their restaurants. And the thing is, McDonald's spends so much ad money in this country that it was barely news. Under the golden arches, I can't believe it. Yeah, like it wasn't a major news story in this country at all. Well, it reminded me of, um, did you see that Netflix documentary? Actually, I'm surprised you haven't done a show on it about the uh, don't answer the phone. With the fast food stuff. Oh, I think we did do an episode about that, but yeah. I mean, that was creepy. And how, like, McDonald's suppressed how much of that they had known about. They repressed that story pretty well as well. Yeah, McDonald's is a problem. They're a big, big problem. Uh, speaking from, from from my perspective here, uh, this was the first I'd heard of it happening in the UK. Yeah, that's so, nuts. You know, unless, you're, unless you're actively looking for it, you're not going to find this news. Yeah, and that, that's how it was in the U.S. too. Like you had to be, I was looking for news stories to cover on podcasts, and that's how I came across it. I had to scroll through hundreds of headlines. And what sucks about McDonald's just kind of brushing this under the rug or under the fryer, if you will, <laughs> is that McDonald's is the leader in the fast food industry. And if they change something, everyone else behind them will change too. But it's you. it usually takes McDonald's to do it first. And so in that way, they've been way ahead of stuff like better packaging, like getting rid of styrofoam. That was because of a huge boycott that I remember my family participated in when I was a kid. Like I specifically had a birthday at a Burger King because we were not going to McDonald's, which they didn't have the play place. So it was like <laughs> not as much fun. They let us all go back and like make our own burgers, which I don't think they would do today because it was like literal <laughs> six-year-olds back by the fry machines. That <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how that legal. the eighties were a wild time. But, 
<laughs> Although, to be fair, with some of the stories you've heard about underage hiring practices, we can't be that far away from six-year-old really man like, in the like, grill. You make them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we just... For we... my birthday, we got to do child labor. It was so <laughs> fun. <laughs> We did a local news roundup episode and that was a thing. It was in like the Pennsylvania area, but there were all these McDonald's restaurants that were found to be employing like 10 year old kids and shit and like late at night too. And the only way it was reported was someone like went through the drive through and was like, uh, is that a 10 year old ringing up my order? I should probably call someone because it was like, we couldn't find a sitter. So now I got to (laughs) work. It's like (laughs) one in the morning. It's 10 year olds fucking smoking back there. <laughs> Why can I get you, pal? He's the manager. He's got <laughs> yeah. a lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah, you're like, can I speak to the manager? And he does that thing where he ducks down and stands back up. He's wearing a fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, McDonald's, they are back at it. Can't believe the place run by a corrupt clown. I know. Fucking creepy ass clown. Has anyone ever seen the picture of when? Uh, famous weatherman Willard Scott was Ronald McDonald. I I don't know who Willard Scott is. I think that's a that's a cross country thing. You didn't come over here. You won't need to to be horrified by this picture. Is it as bad as when Al Roker was Charlie Brown? It's uh, I I didn't see that, but I guarantee you. Oh, Google it. It's bad. This is. <laughs> it's the stuff of nightmares. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in the chat for everybody. The private chat. Where only so. we can see it. <gasps> okay, hit hit that link and have a look at Willard Scott as Ronald McDonald. That is oh heavens. oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that is nightmare fuel. He's got a fucking cup on his nose. Oh, it looks like okay, he's. I gotta spent- say, as a makeup artist, there's a few choices. <laughs> <laughs> baffled by already. Yeah, the cup for a nose weirdly unsettling first of all to draw on a second set of eyebrows without having covered the first set also a wild choice yeah there's a lot of concerns a lot of concerns and that like bottom lip is the entire half of his face (laughs) it sure is also the tongue out the expressions not helping yeah he's got some deformities for sure I don't like it. This looks like a like a poster for a horror film that was made for about two thousand dollars in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, he does look like a movie monster. And what's on his head? Just a box? That's not like a hat. What is it? It's like a donut box or something. It's just but it's not like a hole in it for him to put it on. It's just sort of it's just sort of balanced on the back of Oh, his if head. you scroll down, there's a little bit and it's just like a bib around him like he's going to eat you. <laughs> Oh, God, this is awful. It keeps getting better. <laughs> Surprised neither of you had oh, seen wow, that. Oh, wow, that's wild. I wanted to show you Al Roker, too, but I'll see if I can find <laughs> That is even more disturbing than a guy getting his neck slashed open on an ice hockey ring. <laughs> so, yeah, McDonald's has 1,450 stores in the UK, employ close to 180,000 people. I've been to most of them. <laughs> most of them under 25 is what's the i guess I, have you ever been to a u.s mcdonald's can you compare i've never been to the u.s oh so you don't know like what's the best thing oh, wow. on the uk mcdonald's menu their biggest seller probably the big mac which i imagine is fairly similar to yours yeah gross for one thing yeah i'm, I'm, I'm not a, i'm not a big mac guy either fucking nasty you know, you know, obviously, Adam. I've, I've been, I've been listening to uh, Wide Outs and Unpops for the longest time. Uh-huh. We've never had the McRib. What? That's never been a thing over here, not once. And so, like, every are time, ribs a big thing there? Every time it comes up, every time the McRib comes up on the podcast, I'm like, oh, that sounds, that sounds nice. I wish, I wish I could partake, but no, I'll just have a double cheeseburger, I guess. It's coming back. Well, I've never eaten one, so in solidarity. It's a goddamn delight. I love a McRib. It is probably probably my favorite fast food sandwich. It just doesn't come around that much. They claim they were getting rid of it permanently last year, but they're not. It's coming back. Oh, yeah. It's done the share goodbye tour of food. Yeah. Every year is the last time. <laughs> and then another vacant presidency. The last time it was back, I was in the midst of like a three-month-long mystery stomach ailment, and I still ate a shit ton of McRibs. Did it help? No, no. It probably prolonged it by a month or two, at least. But then it became I was a myth. Say, I think I saw <laughs> what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
whatever reclaimed meat is used to put together those things. I do love the phrase reclaimed meat. <laughs> <laughs> reclaimed. <laughs> yeah, they did a video once showing how those things are made, and it's actually not as horrifying as you'd think. Only mostly Yeah, when horrifying. they did it for the video. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they have different versions of McDonald's for every country that abides by their unique laws because there's so many things that are outlawed in the UK that are we're allowed to eat. Yay. Yeah. I think our buns might be a bit better because they're not as full of compacted sugar. Yeah, that's a thing people are moving away from now in this country. Like you can find there's in any grocery store, there will be bread that makes a big deal of not being full of high fructose corn syrup because that is a weird thing to put in bread. But that's why we shit so much over here. <laughs> like, you know, we've, we've got we've got decent bread made by honest flour. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's why we've got obesity here. It just stays in you forever. <laughs> Have you seen the size of me? <laughs> We've got it over here and all. No, it's just in America. <laughs> I just assume that that's the internet. <laughs> Only Americans can be fat. That is a fact. Yeah, don't you take that from us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I'll go lose some weight then. <laughs> so yeah, to McDonald's UK credit, they did, a spokesman came out right away and was like, oh, shit. Yeah, this seems this seems pretty bad. We'll, we'll probably do something about it. But they're probably not going to do anything about it. But they did at least put a spokesman out there to pretend. Well, they have, I'm sure, some of the best PR people in the world. Oh, absolutely. And this is not to, this is not to defend them at all, but like it mentions in the article that like I think it's like nine out of ten of these McDonald's outlets are franchised. Right. So, you know, again, this is not defending McDonald's Corp, but I wonder how connected they are to the sort of the on the ground happenings at an individual store, if they can just sort of franchise out and just let it be. That's like what made me think about that documentary, too, because, I mean, they're franchised here. But what is it about the corporate structure and like the environment that these places create that makes people so dead inside? I don't know, like so apt to just. Like, you have to be trained that, like, it doesn't matter. Just make the burger. Everything else doesn't matter. Having formerly worked a a pizza delivery for a time, uh, it's just working front-facing fast food retail makes you want to kill yourself. I think that's just the... Yeah. I mean, I have worked as a server, and and it's it's seeing the worst of people. That's it. I think that's what it is. You, You see the dregs of humanity. And it's like, I'm giving you a pizza. Why aren't you happy? I worked in fast food for a long time, and yeah, it's harrowing. I worked at a McDonald's once where a guy, he apparently ordered a hamburger, but the person heard cheeseburger and gave him a cheeseburger. And instead of just like walking up and being like, hey, you fucked up my order, can I exchange this? He chewed the cheeseburger up and then spit it into the ice tray of the soda machine. And this was like a dad like, he was a grown fucking man with kids. And he was like, well, here's how I'm going to handle this very, very petty dispute. I mean, did, I saw a video the other day of a guy at a drive-thru, a McDonald's drive-thru somewhere in America, demanding fries, reaching inside and grabbing shit and just shaking it and smashing computers. And they hand him a bag of food and he keeps smashing shit. Like, a literal tantrum. Yeah, it's nuts. I don't know what it is about people when they just get around retail outlets. This is a very small gripe and is nowhere near what you guys are talking about because that sounds genuinely harrowing. But like my local Tesco's, right? Just down the hill from where I live, it's our local big supermarket. It's easily demarcated. Each of the lanes are one way and it goes up one way, then down the other. Up one way, then down the other. It's very, very basic. A child could understand this. The amount of times I've seen people drive the wrong way down a one-way lane and then when they inevitably come up against another car, they look like, they're looking at them like, what are you doing? I don't know what it is about people being near retail outlets that turns them into feral hogs. I'll say the one retail outlet that was completely different when I worked in um, cannabis dispensaries in America, I'm like, this is the opposite of working in food. (laughs) because <laughs> people are so excited and they're chill and they're like oh, i'm just here to get some weed man like they're so it's the nicest customer service experience i've ever had i'll just say that and there's usually an armed security guard which probably helps too yeah 
<laughs> but that's what McDonald's like needs. Excited. They're not hungry. They're like, I'm about to get stoned. Or I am. They mostly were annoying if they were already too stoned. Yeah, I could see that. And I think that's probably why, because weed is illegal in the UK, that's probably why we're the world's leading in uh, passive aggressiveness, I would imagine. I could see that. Yeah. I don't know. I've definitely been in line behind some weed customers who, if I was waiting on them, I would want to choke them out. But that's because you're a grumpy fuck, aren't you? Yeah, I sure am. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I also just did events, so I wasn't there all day long. I would be like, I was the one giving them shit usually. So they always were nice to me. Hey, you want to, we can't do free samples anymore. You want a sample for a penny? Oh yeah. That's how I would get around the law that you have to charge for things is you have to charge. It would be like, buy one, get one for a penny. Cause you can't do buy one, get one free. And I'd be like, Oh, it's buy one, get one for a penny here. I have a take a penny, leave a penny jar. Convenient. Oh, a penny for a me. And then pay. I don't work in the industry anymore. So someone else could steal that. <laughs> <laughs> America is a country built on loopholes. If you haven't realized. All right. Let's talk about one last story. Another big naughty American corporation acting up in the UK. Amazon is allegedly making customers obtain police reports for stolen packages now, which on the one hand, that sounds like a bit much, but also on the other, I'm surprised they haven't been doing that this whole time because apparently package thefts are way up. Well, Amazon is like also was kind of founded on the drug dealer (laughs) mythology, right? Like, because he founded it able to lose a sick amount of money the first few years being an already rich person. And his whole thing was get people hooked on it. Then you start doing all the shit to make more money. So once you got us hooked on Amazon for everything, now they can start being assholes. I'm yeah. honestly scared that's going to happen because we had a missing package like the other day here at my house. And I'm like, oh, no, this is they're like three steps away, aren't they? Yeah, I could see it coming. Apparently what they're doing might be a violation of UK consumer law, though, because under consumer law, it is the responsibility of the retailer to ensure buyers get their stuff on time. And if they don't, it is the retailer's responsibility to work with the shipping company to figure it out in it. Yeah, that's that's, that's how it ends always. Is <laughs> right. In it, in it, well, that broke. makes it sound like they're about to do it in America because there was a quote from someone that's like, they didn't even bother to like read UK law. This is about American law. And I'm like, oh, so they're rolling it out there first, but it's written for American law. Oh, nice. That sounds fun. But I mean, that's very, just how I felt. It's just very, it's very standard of big corporations like this to sort of shift the Overton window of acceptability. Because like, you know, what, especially in the UK, what are the police going to do? They're too busy kettling peaceful protesters to actually deal with a big corporation. Right. Well, there were people in this that said they even got a police report, sent it to Amazon, and they weren't accepting it. Yeah. And again, what 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 were they going to do at that point? Like, you know, some uh, some police officer heading down to Amazon headquarters being like, (laughs) "No, you need to honor this seventy-one quid. You really do. This is not on. I will arrest Bezos unless this happens." (laughs) Yeah. That one customer, the email they received said they would only get a refund if a police report was filed. Quote for stolen items, theft larceny, incorrect delivery, or similar crime. Here's a quote. How are police going to react when I report an incorrect delivery as a crime? That is Francisco Martin, the customer who got that email. And that is a very valid question. You can't get police officers to look into muggings yeah. these days. These days. Okay, again, with the old man yells at cloud thing. <laughs> but like, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're, they're genuine crimes, like bike theft, especially Well, in police in general don't want to look into any crime that they don't think they will solve because it's bad for their numbers. So they discourage yes. you even from making a police report if it's something that they don't think is going to look good. Like I, they highly in America discourage you from reporting sexual assault or battery or rape because they're so rarely prosecutable. So yeah. they like... I mean, I had a horrific experience. They did everything possible to try and convince me that it was my fault and that I shouldn't file a report. Um, and I'm just very lucky I had a friend with me and knew some of my rights. But yeah, they truly do try and talk you out of filing a report as much as possible. I'm genuinely sorry to hear that. That's um, all right. I'm a hot bitch. What are you going to do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, diffused. <laughs> Yay. It's fine. I'm in therapy. We're good. <laughs> Just I'd like my interaction though, with we... the police. Hmm? <laughs> I do sort of feel though, maybe 
maybe the way we fix this in the UK, I mean, is that we do start filing police reports every single time this happens. Just really clog up the system until eventually something's got to break, right? Until the police lobby... That's our version of protest. I mean, the police lobby probably has more power than than everyday citizens, so... Yeah. We just need to annoy police officers. Nothing ever goes wrong when you annoy police officers. No, no, definitely not. (laughs) Yeah, in this country, the way we typically deal with stolen Amazon packages is to go on next door and say something really racist. That's generally, like, the the first course of action. Uh, Someone got me a ring camera, which... I pretty much just used to watch my cat when I'm gone. But <laughs> <laughs> but you get an update from Ring's network, which is like next door plus. And it's just it's so many people being like, video of someone stealing my package. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's it's mostly lost pets and stolen packages. Yeah, next door is wild. That's where the civil war is gonna really start in this country. Like it's it's just a social media site built on like spying on your neighbors. Oh, I had to get off of it. My neighbor, especially, it's all people being like, someone's casing the joint. And it's like, no, a poor person walked past your house, Becky. (laughs) And they looked at it because it was there and they're not casing the joint. Yeah, it's nuts. We should do an episode about next door sometime. I mean, Adam, you could you could potentially break this paradigm by getting into a next door community and just gradually feeding them horrific sporting injury videos. That's not a bad idea. Honestly, my favorite post ever up from next door because that happens a lot and i'm in a nicer area where there's homeless people and people are constantly complaining about it and one day someone's like i saw this guy outside my house and i i don't trust him i think he was casey and joining just didn't I, I don't trust him he's definitely up to something and then they just posted a picture of a squirrel <laughs> <laughs> and everyone like got on it It was like everyone who was annoyed at these posts was jumped in and like oh what are we gonna do we gotta clean up the streets these people could just be anywhere they're in our yards i saw something similar like it's, we gotta get do something about it cute i suppose that's one of the things about living in a small town in the uk like if anyone gets a ring camera and they're like who's that outside my house it's like oh that's that's mad frank he's been drinking in weatherspoon since 9 a.m like we all know who he is he's harmless just yeah. don't, don't don't engage him in conversation or he might have, he might try to sell you some meat uh, of <laughs> unsure prominence so you know just be careful around mad frank reclaimed meat <laughs> is that an episode title <laughs> Might be. I feel like that's the next, you know, vegan movement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because then it's not, I mean, once it's reclaimed, then it's not all the ethical concerns. Yeah, you're not like using new meat, at least. (laughs) It's it's ethically fine because you stole some ham from a Kroger. So technically. Yes. You have it recycled. Yeah. It's like stem cells. And that's how they'll sell it. <laughs> I mean, like honestly, <laughs> isn't that basically what the Impossible Burger or something's like? They're, they are trying to grow meat in labs. Yeah, yeah. Sell it, it as meatless meat. And you're like, is it better for you? No, not really. It's better for the environment, but not for you. Well, it's still going to kill you. Right, yeah. Well, depending on how much how much energy your 3D printer uses to make. Yeah. Steak. <laughs> so I think that's our episode. We did it. We solved a bunch of international concerns. I think all of them. I think everything. Once I think again. we're the UN now, right? Yeah, yeah. We're the secretaries general of the UN. And I hate that the plural has to go on secretaries, but that's just how that works. It's like attorneys oh, general. I hate it. Same with, yeah. It's, oh. Why am I the secretary? Because I'm a woman. I want to be an attorney. <laughs> <laughs> we're all secretaries. Fine. <laughs> So thank you both for doing the pod. I appreciate it. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? This is going up after Thanksgiving. So we're working. Ooh, means nothing to me. In the future here. Ethan, you got to be back to work soon, right? The actor strike is over. Yeah. I mean, potentially something could fire up within the next uh, next few months, hopefully. Because well, we'll, we'll see. I've got some eyes. Wait, was the, the actor strike? was the actor strike affecting the UK? Oh, uh, so yeah. many American productions shoot in our studios. And then they tend to hire local British talent to sort of fill out the, the stuff. So literally like 50% of our industry vanished overnight. Yeah, You're taking our jobs? <laughs> hey, don't, don't, take it up with the incredibly no, intensive I demand Bridgerton needs the- more. We need to fly in Los Angeles actors to do very shitty British accents. <laughs> it's a tax loophole. I thought you liked loopholes. <laughs> okay, you're right. Loopholes are <laughs> 
yeah. What else do we, what, what do, what do we have to, I have uh, adamtopbrown.substack.com. You can uh, read my writings there and I'm doing a show in December at the, some at avatar Two, Kevin Anderson's show. Look it up. It'll be on my Instagram. You get it. Samantha, what do you got to plug? Uh, well, at Comedy Go Go Show on Instagram, we're taking we're taking December off, but we'll be back in the new year. I think in January, we're looking for a new venue, so it's going to be very very exciting times. Um, I'm at Sam Sweets on Instagram, and uh, only Sam's on OnlyFans. If you want to keep warm for the holidays, <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, did you have anything to plug? Uh, yeah, so Ethan D. Lawrence on all the socials. You can find my Substack at Large Actor at Substack.com. Uh, in addition, uh, this I'm not sure how relevant this is going to be. The, my first ever drama is coming out uh, in the UK on the 19th of November. Uh, it's called Boat Story. Um, it's really, really good. Uh, I've seen the first two episodes of it. It looks incredible. I'm really excited because, like I say, first BBC One primetime drama. It's huge. Uh, I do think it's going to come to the States at some point because it's been made in collaboration with Amazon Freebie. I did look up before we came on today. Uh, and it said that it will come out in the U.S. at a later date. Oh, uh, so that's that's helpful. <laughs> uh, but if, um, if if you're interested in that uh, and are able to get that, or if you have a not that I would ever recommend this, but if you do have a naughty little VPN, <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can watch that on the BBC iPlayer. Also check out Horrible Histories and all the other stuff I've been in. Adam, uh, I don't have nothing. We should get out of here. Ethan, say goodbye. Bye. Samantha, say goodbye. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.